Notes from Greenelsh, number 102. Grow your mind. For this note, I'm doing things a little differently. I'll interview, actually, a special guest, one of my favorite people to spend time with. In the studio with me today, I say studio, but it's really just a closet with a bunch of clothes, but it's good for soundproofing. Anyway, I'm joined by my daughter, Hannah. Hi. So last Sunday, when we were driving home from church service, I was sharing with you and the rest of the family about how I appreciated the young man who sat behind us. I hadn't seen him in a while, but a year or two ago, we had hiked and enjoyed a really meaningful conversation just about life and God. So even though I didn't know him very well at the time, I was kind of struck and I really appreciated that he was so open and sincere and teachable. I want to be that way also. It's really good to approach life that way. Yeah, exactly. And I think it really just showed a growth mindset. And you may not be familiar with that term, growth mindset, but really it's just a term coined by a researcher named Carol Dweck. And she really defines it as the belief that your learning and intelligence can grow with time and experience. And to just put that in other words, to me, it means realizing that maybe you may not be great at a certain skill right now, but you can progress and eventually accomplish a goal that you might have. You know, for example, sometimes we feel like we may not be good at math because our parents weren't good at it or we failed at it in the past, but that's really having a fixed mindset. And that's thinking that your intelligence and your abilities are fixed. And so you know, you're not good now, and then you won't ever be. But that's really the wrong way of thinking about it. So I could definitely see the applications in education. Mm -hmm. It's pretty clear. I know that you're training to become a student teacher, and so this is definitely on your mind with your coursework and with student teaching. How else would you say that it affects other parts of life? Like for you, how does it impact other spheres of influence that you have? So one of the things I will be doing this summer is being a counselor at this worldview conference called Summit, and it happens in Colorado and Georgia. And this is just a place for young adults to come and to learn about controversial issues and learn more about Christianity and religion and just what that means and how the culture is shaping us. And so my role here is really to just facilitate small group discussions and to try to help people understand answers to life's big questions. This might seem like a really daunting task, and I feel like it is. And sometimes I feel like I don't have all the answers, and I don't. And I kind of just have to be humble about that and realize that, you know, I may not know everything right now, but I can prepare and I can get better and I can progress. And then even in the moment, I just have to remember that I can say, I don't know the answer right now, but I am so willing to go and find out more for you and to talk about this with you later. I remember back when you went to Summit as a student, and now with the point that you're at, because that was a few years ago, and how much you have grown because of just realizing these are important topics that I want to be more engaged with and want to have a better answer with. and so. You could have approached it with, well, you know, this is kind of beyond me or it's kind of foreign to me to think about. And so, you know, I don't see myself excelling in any of these areas. 
but you didn't. You kind of followed uh, Peter's advice in the Bible, where he says to always have an answer for the hope that you have within. So it's kind of neat that you see not only has having a growth mindset affected you, but you're convinced that it'll help the students that you end up counseling at Summit too, huh? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So what would you say as far as um, some advice that you would give to somebody about how they maybe could improve their growth mindset? One thing that I use is kind of just self-talk, because sometimes I find my mind is just telling me, I can't do something or you won't ever be good at that. And really, you just have to stop those thoughts when they come to you and just tell yourself, you know, you may not be good at this yet, because there's a really great power in using the word yet. Really, the next step is just to say, okay, so how can I improve myself in what I'm doing? So it may be a small step for me. One thing I can do is in my teaching, in my student teaching, I can work on my classroom management. And one thing I've kind of decided to do is just write down, you know, what was one thing that went really well today that I did in managing my students? And then where is an area that I need to improve in? And also just listening to my mentor teacher and asking her for strategies that I can use. And so just taking those small steps can really help me improve in that area. I can think of... Again, as a teacher, I, I come across this a lot with my students, but I can think of just practical things that anybody could use, even though we're all basically students of life, which I think is a good way to approach things. So even if you're not in school, just thinking of always wanting to continuously improve is starting to get in line with what this growth mindset's all about. But even something as simple as just setting a goal and then working toward that. That's progression, that's learning, that's changing, that's trying to improve, or just reading a book. Books are incredible. They can transcend space and time and take us to places and and expose us to cultures and ideas that maybe we just don't have around us in personal contact. So just kind of vicariously uh, learning much more through a book. Or serving others. Just that one-on-one or that group contact of just putting yourself out there where you're having to kind of use all that you've been given, your time, your talents, your treasures, to help someone else, that's going to change you and that's going to help you grow. Um, Learning something new. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be from a book. It could be a skill, learning about a culture, learning a language. I know in our family, we use Duolingo a lot. Yeah. And that's been a lot of fun. Exactly. It's a great app and great way to learn a language. So it's really about expanding your horizons. I love how you put it by adding kind of the word yet. Just recognizing that, okay, we might be good at a lot of things, but we could be even better. And the things that we're not so good at, we don't have to stop there. We can get better at those too. So there's just more to discover about ourselves, about other people, about this world. And that kind of brings me me to like the bigger picture, which is really, and I guess is a question for you, is how does this perspective affect your relationship with God? Yeah, and that's a really important question. And even though the terms growth mindset and fixed mindset and the research behind it were done by a secular researcher, I'm kind of assuming, 
I think these concepts can really be applied to the Christian life. You know, we start out as kind of baby Christians and we don't really know much and we can go back to the ways of the flesh really easily. But as we seek God over the course of our lives, we really change and mature and we do grow. And it doesn't mean that once we've matured that we've arrived and we don't need to do anymore because going through the Christian life is a lifelong learning process and it's dynamic and it's really beautiful that we get to walk with God through it and that we're never alone. I kind of picture it almost as like he's the one whispering those kind of growth mindset statements to us and saying, you know, like, you can keep going. I have given you my Holy Spirit. While Satan's kind of trying to tear us down and say like, oh, you'll, you'll never be enough, but God has spoken truth into us and he's given us that so we can keep on going and we can keep maturing with him. That's so true. I know the Apostle Paul talks about not having quite arrived yet. He wrote to the Philippians, not that I have already obtained this, which is being transformed into the likeness of Jesus or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So you can see from those verses that God definitely talks about our relationship with him as a process and not just a destination. The process is so important. And so he is so faithful to meet us wherever we're at because he loves us, he meets us there, but he loves us too much to just leave us there. And he's always calling us higher up and farther in is the way C.S. Lewis puts it. So just having that humility that we don't know it all, that there is more that God has for us, and having that dependence on Him, recognizing that it's really Him working in us and through us. We're not striving to just reach a self-fulfillment or to make ourselves better. We're relying on Him to do that work through Christ. In fact, it even says in the book of Philippians that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And just having an eagerness and a joy to learn. There's so much that God has for us. If we're just faithful, available, and teachable. So it's neat to hear that you've kind of seen that and that came out of the conversation that we had. I'm glad we have this chance to share it with our listeners and those following the blog. Really appreciate you joining me today and want to let you know too that I'm just so proud of you. I'm proud to see all that you're doing as becoming a teacher, but even more so your heart for God and your desire to just grow in Him. That's something that uh, is encouraging to me. Thanks. So thanks. Yeah. yeah.